What happened to our nice lady? Welcome to round table chat number two. We are still trying to work out some bugs, so please bear with us and pray that the equipment works. Mike and I are our own technical advisors, which we wouldn't hire each other if we needed to. That should tell you where we are. But we are in an undisclosed location in the upstate. We could be in a bunker or we could be on a balcony, but we've got our light. Yes. Very nice lamp. Torch, if you're British. <laughs> if you're British. Uh, we also, um, if you're watching us, please let us know in the comment section. If you, if there are any questions that you'd like to ask, we can probably get to those at the end of the live stream, or maybe if it pertains to the current topic, topic at hand, we can address it. And please don't ask us why this little box is below us. <clears throat> we have no idea. It's, we thought we'd, hey, we get this webcam and it would work just fine and actually the quality is not bad but it's yeah for um, whatever reason the software wants to pop up on the screen as well so we're kind of just working with what we have right now so that's helpful isn't it? yeah but, but the three people that are currently watching us we thank you yes from the bottom of our heart thank you yeah things will be back to normal when we're <laughs> when we we will normally do this at church where we have our, you know, professional equipment, sound, lighting. So it'll be much better, but um, we also try and get better equipment so that we can also do these live streams. <laughs> so it looks like we know, hey, look, I added the light of my iPad and we got more light. Do you see that? Yes. That's very yes. fancy, isn't it? Okay, here we go. We're going to sit back and we're going to get this round table going. Are you guys ready? All right. I guess that's just us and the deer and the the turkeys that were behind us. Be quiet back there, would you? All right. So the topics tonight are what are our topics? It is consequences of COVID, and then division inside the church because of COVID, and finally voting. Everybody's favorite subject to discuss. You got to sit back. You look like you're taller than me. Well, I am taller than you. Okay. So uh, let's put this up and have this ready. And we might be able to take some questions after. Um, so post some questions. And if we can't get to them, uh, we'll get to them in a following. See that? It, it had a little light. Isn't that nice? No. Okay. So, Micah, let's talk about a little bit of... We got into mass last night. By the way, the temperature is really dropping up here right now. Um, we, what? Yeah. Uh, we talked about um, mass. We talked about, um, what did we talk about last time? Some of the consequences yeah. that have arisen because of, because of the coronavirus. And oh, that's right. We were giving COVID numbers, remember yeah, that? Yeah, we gave numbers and masks. By the way, we are professionals. Um, so let's get a little bit more into some of the consequences. And as we were driving up, we were talking about, are they unintended consequences of the lockdowns mm -hmm. or are they intentionally done for a specific reason? So you've done some uh, research and numbers on that. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and share with everybody some of what you found far as consequences. And then we'll kind of broaden mm -hmm. the topic. So there are, uh, I was doing some reading with John Hopkins Hospital. And so there's a bunch of things as far as overall mental health. And that just encompasses the entire spectrum, whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, anything across the board, mental health has increased um, in everybody, not just the elderly, which initially is what people thought would happen because, you know, you have the immune compromised people who are more, who might be more fearful to go outside or interact with people. But actually it's the people who are younger, my age, um, teenagers, 20 year olds, even up to 30 year olds, where you see that they have more anxiety, they're, they're more depressed, even more so because of coronavirus. And on top of that, you have alcohol sales have increased by 50%, which is never a good thing. And the same with drug sales. And both of the, those two things do contribute 
to mental health. They decrease it. They make you more stressed and anxious and depressed even. So we see all these things that are happening um, with the increase of drugs and alcohol. People are feeling their mental health is deteriorating because of this. And a, a question would be, could this have been avoided if we had handled this maybe more delicately or done something like Sweden or uh, some other European countries have where they didn't entirely shut down the country. It was they uh, used common sense. They used well, herd immunity is what they were doing. And Sweden is doing, is doing fine. The immune compromised people stayed at home. Everybody else interacted normally. And, you know, those depression, you know, the mental health has not deteriorated like it has in the United States. So, what do you think some of the consequences might have been then for kids who normally have like a normal life? And, and I mean, normal far as it's structured, they're going and they're doing classes and they're doing these things, they're doing activities and sports and all of this. And now we've told all of them they can't do any of that. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is, is doing to these kids? What are some of the statistics that we're seeing? So, what it's doing to kids, it takes it takes away that like that concrete structure, you could say almost, because kids have a routine. You know, you wake up, you go to school, you come back from school, you do your homework or your extracurricular activities, and that keeps the child busy. Because unlike adults who while they're affected, you know, most adults have their jobs or they still have things that they're doing. But for a kid, it it takes away your sense of structure. And growing up, kids need structure to function properly because to become an effective adult, you need to learn how to structure yourself. And so that's been taken away from yeah, them. Their sense and of so security. what are we seeing in the statistics far as some of the unintended consequences then? Well, what are we seeing arise in? Unfortunately, the consequences is suicide. Much higher suicide rates compared to... Um, this time last year and just all throughout this pandemic, especially in the younger generations, yeah. but not, not just the younger generations. You still have um, middle-aged, even older aged people um, committing suicide as well. Well, I mean, you, you see that kids don't really have hope. I mean, mm -hmm. leftists are telling people, you know, um, a certain Congresswoman told these kids that in 12 years, all life as they know it's going to end if we don't do mm -hmm. something about climate change. So you're adding all of this stress on top of them. And now you're saying, I can't graduate. I can't go to tech. Yeah. I can't go to college. I can't do these things. Where is the hope for them? They, they're looking at life right now. And I don't think that they see a whole lot of hope for them. No. They think, well, I, I'm not going to be as successful as my parent because Look, they've told me this is the new norm and the new norm and the new norm and life is never going to go back to how it was. What does that do to a young person? I don't think that's good at all. No, it's not. And I'm not a professional psychiatrist or doctor, but <laughs> being a young person myself, you know, the challenges that teenagers and kids in my generation face today is different than what my father or his parents might have faced. It is there's a lot more outward influence and a lot more pressure and stress, not just from maybe parents, but from society as well. So when you take that and you add upon a pandemic and just this idea that their life will never be normal or that they have certain things taken away from them, that's where you see the, this increase in depression and anxiety and in suicide because kids are uncertain. They don't have, you know, the majority of America is not Christian. So when they don't have hope, which for kids, the majority of kids is not Christ. It's their hope or what they're structured in is going to school every day, you know, having those interacting with friends, um, going to work or just different things like that. That's what keeps them rooted and grounded versus um, myself or other Christian teenagers where it, there isn't necessarily an increase because we have something to hold on and grasp onto. So it's not only uh, the youth that are being affected, but other be people being affected. And so what are we seeing inside of the church then with COVID? What are some of the unintended consequences? Or I, I pose a purposeful consequence to the church. I mean, 
the world has been trying to shut down the church for 2000 years, right? Mm -hmm. And here is their golden opportunity that they have seized upon that this little virus is something that they can use to shut down the church. So um, I had a, a question uh, was a week ago or two weeks ago about that, wanting me to address some of the issues that we see that are going on in the church as far as division and what mm -hmm. it's doing. Yeah. So in the church, um, for, those, for those of us who are in South Carolina, um, we, we don't have very strict um, mandates or rulings regarding... Um, we live where it's free. Yes, the South generally um, is a lot more free. Yeah, well, is more lenient on the pandemic versus some other states. So for South Carolina and churches like that, there's not as strict regulations, but across the rest of the United States, California, New York, um, New Jersey, a bunch of the more northern states and more left-leaning states, you see that um, the churches, they are told to shut down. And if they do not stay shut down, then you start having instances where they are taken to court um, due to negligence. What did we hear today when we were driving up? We were hearing um, a church in a church in California, Santa Clara, which is in the southern part of the Bay Area of California. It was a uh, th there's two churches that are being affected: the Calvary Chapel San Jose being affected, mm -hmm. and then this Baptist church that is being affected. We we listened to the pastor today. Yeah. Um, talk about that and share what, what he was telling us. He was saying the amount of fines that were given to his church the first day when his, you know, the first service that he had $250, the next day it's 500, then a thousand. And it continues to ramp up until each time they meet it's $5,000. Now that's not just the day that is the that's service. Every service. So <clears throat> for, you know, the morning services, you have $5,000. They have a Sunday night service. That's another additional $5,000. And the Wednesday night, is another $5,000. So as of when we were listening to this podcast, he had said that they were up to $52,000. $52,000 in fines from the state of California from a health official that is not elected by the people. Mm -hmm. That is dictatorial powers. And they have no right to do that because we know the Constitution says we the people. Yes. We are the government. The government does, derives power from the people not the other way around. The government can't, can, uh, doesn't uh, make any income. It mm -hmm. only takes from its populace, and rightfully so. If we want roads and well, we want some roads to be fixed, and we want the military, then we pay into that. We yes. pay taxes, and the Bible says, "Render under Caesar that is Caesar's," and we've rendered a lot under Caesar, but they've gone beyond that. Mm -hmm. So, what I am seeing. Let me tell you what I'm seeing and what I've already experienced, even in our own church, is that we've got people that have now been so gripped by fear, yeah. by what they've been told from not only the mainstream media mm -hmm. and the CDC and the WHO, the WHO, right? and Fauci and all of these other people who tend to keep being wrong. The CDC just came out again and revised another something. And remember, this whole thing was supposed to flatten the curve. Remember, we heard everybody, remember the flatten the curve? Well, we're going to do this so we can flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm the hospitals, yes. which we never did. Mm -hmm. And all of the help that was sent to New York never was yeah. needed. None of that stuff was yeah. done. And so then, while well, we're going to, you know, lower the cases and we're going to do all this. It, all the meanwhile, we keep pushing that all the way through because, um, you know, they're trying to suppress and they have they think they have this golden opportunity right now to silence the church. Because, I mean, is the church really going to push back? Has the church pushed back in the last 20, 30 years? I mean, do we see that? Do we see the church is... Um, standing up for its its rights no no so what we what we see a lot of what's going on is so now we're getting people who are gripped by fear they've believed everything even though like our church which really is you know we're a small church mm. we're just trying to give you information of what's going on 
other things that might help you make decisions. We've talked about mass. We've put a, a video on that video on uh, of an anesthesiologist, 35 years. Remember, he had that vape and he put it in there and he blew out the uh, the vapors. And again, he, he said, look, look how ineffective these masks are. This is just us giving you information. And I want to make this point because we're not judging anybody if they want to wear a mask at church. But as I was talking to somebody online the other day, it's not the government's job to mandate that. They no. have no right to do that. No. And Benjamin Franklin says, if a people give up liberty for a little source of freedom, they deserve neither. Mm -hmm. And that's what people want to do. They just want to be safe, but they don't realize that this virus, what did the num What was the numbers? Was it 95 or 99% of the people survived COVID? 90, um, what was the yeah, number? The mortality was, it, rate, was it 98? The, the mortality rate, I think, is um, 0 0.5. So we're worried about something. And then now let's take that in the church. And now people have said, listen, if Pastor Ron doesn't require masks, we're not going to come to that church. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. He doesn't seem that he's loving his neighbor. Yeah. And I, I sent this message out uh, the other day to somebody online. And I said, loving your neighbor is not watching an economy be destroyed and people yeah. lose their job. Loving their neighbor is allowing them to work and to provide for themselves. Loving their neighbor is giving them information and correctly mm -hmm. knowing how to weed your way through this kind of crazy time in which we live in. Yeah. But we continue to see the government over and over not being right. All these so-called um, experts. Well, we have experts over here that are telling us something completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what, I, what I'm seeing, and I hope that we do not see, is that people start to be divided over COVID. That yeah. is the, that's really not wise, is it? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, <clears throat> in the church, that is kind of the case because um, a good, you know, there are the churches that have opened up again. Ours, for instance, is an example of that. But then you also have churches who've decided not to open up, um, whether fear of the local government, the state or federal government, or simply for any number of reasons, for any number of reasons. Right. And, you know, some reasons may be, may be logical. If you have a, an entire congregation that consists of elderly or older people, well, you know, maybe it would be unwise to open up in that situation. But that's not the case for the majority of churches. The majority of churches can open, but the majority of churches have decided to stay closed. And that causes a division in the church where you have the people whose churches are open versus the people whose churches aren't open. And, and what I'm seeing is the people that are staying closed and the churches that are staying closed, they're really um, kind of angry at the, at us who are opening and want to continue to allow to give freedom to people. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I kind of feel like people get mad when we quote the constitution and, and that's going to put us into our third topic of voting in a minute. But people have been so uncomfortable inside of the church talking about anything related to government or to politics that they just like, OK, well, the government told us no, so we're not going to do it. And yet our commander in chief, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. tells us not to forsake the body of Christ, yeah. that we as the body of Christ need to come together and to <laughs> what to love on each other. You can't do that like we're doing right now. I can't love you from a distance and hug you and lift you up and give you canned food and all of that. So I yeah. can't do that when we're doing that online. The body of Christ is tactile. It has always been that. It is always to love our neighbor, to love each other. And how we do that, I believe, is not going along with the, the Marxist communist view of getting rid of the church and silencing the church and saying, you guys are not essential and you don't mm -hmm. need to meet. And so mm -hmm. what I would say to anyone right now that is angry that even we opened up, 
um, I want to give everybody grace. I keep I keep saying this all the time. I, we're going to open up. If you don't want to open up your church, you have to answer to God for that. Yeah. Right. I have to answer to God for what we're doing in our church. And if you want to wear a mask, great. I'm not going to enforce anybody wearing them. If you think that helps, even though I can show you data that doesn't, we just posted an article from uh, the Liberty Health Minute people that we play on a radio station. Wonderful article. It's on our Facebook page. Yeah. It is lengthy. There's a lot of data in there. Um, and so we're, we're just trying to give you options. But please don't come against us who want to have freedom and want to be in a part of the body of Christ and listen to Jesus to open up. Yeah but also to push back right now against all the forces that want us to stay close. Yes. And historically, the role of the church, aside from just preaching the gospel, which is our first and utmost priority, if we had to forsake everything else just to teach the gospel, we would do so because that is our first priority. However, the church also has numerous other roles in the community. The church... Um, and one of the reasons that the government does not want the churches open is because the pulpit, you can say anything from the pulpit. I mean, aside from the Johnson Amendment, which we cannot publicly endorse the candidate, but we can say anything else under the sun. But as we're going to talk about tonight, we're allowed to talk about the two platforms yes. that are out there. So, you know, we're not going to say this candidate or this candidate to vote for. I can't do that as the pastor of Calvary Chapel on Myrtle Beach. I can personally do that as a U.S. individual, but I can't do it on a church platform. Now, I think that has is unconstitutional. Yeah. We believe that the Johnson Amendment is unconstitutional, but uh, just remember, no church has been uh, uh, filed against by the IRS for violating the mm -hmm. Johnson Amendment. Um, so that, that's important. Yeah. And that, that's going to help us pivot into voting in a second. Mm -hmm. But I, I just want to say, you know what? If, if <laughs> I don't know if I said this the last round table. I think I just said that. Remember, I was going into that coffee shop and there's this lady. She didn't want to talk to me, but she mm -hmm. talked to the owner like, can anyone come in without a mask? And I'm like, but you're wearing a mask in my head. I'm thinking this. I didn't say this. I'm thinking, but you're wearing a mask. Isn't that your protection yeah. enough? What, why get mad at me because I'm not wearing one? Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it, we're going to see some stuff come out over the next couple of months, what masks are doing to people physically as a side effect mm -hmm. of having these masks on for so long. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. That there's going to be some kind of byproduct, unintentional consequence of having these masks on of breathing in your own CO2 on a constant basis. And I feel like if you want to wear a mask and you feel comfortable with your Linus blanket like that, well, wonderful. I, I don't want to judge you for that. Mm -hmm. I want to have grace and I want to push, but grace also extends to us. Yeah. And I think that's where oftentimes it, that gets missed. So if you want to be a mask dictator, don't do that. And that's where we're that's what we're talking about is this division inside of the church, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you have to remember the verse, perfect love <laughs> casts out all fear. So if we are Christians who we are born and saved by the grace of God, why would we be fearful of anything? Because we know that if we die, well, you know, it was God's timing. Uh, as that's just how it is. If I were to die tomorrow, that would be God's timing. I would I would have accomplished hopefully what he wanted me to do on this planet. Same for Pastor Ron or for any of us. So why would we need to be fearful about this? That doesn't mean we are to not take precautions. That would be foolishness. Um, and the Bible doesn't endorse foolishness in any regards. Right. It wants us to be as wise as serpents, but as gentle as doves. Um, but the role of the church is to proclaim the truth in all aspects, not just right. the gospel. But what is going on in society, culturally, culturally, and to help the communities, the churches, the church that has always been the role of the church to go into a community and to help. Um, a lot of churches right now have been, you know, they donate food, they go check check in on people, they are helping in their communities, and that's what the church is supposed to do. When the church is shut down, or 
we can't distribute food because of coronavirus, the church can't really do its secondary or third um, priorities as well. So listen, thank you for putting questions and into the comment section. And I, I want to just read to you what a nurse uh, mm -hmm. just put in. She said, I can tell you that having to wear a mask for 13 hours at work is difficult, not only hot and skin rashes, but also headaches. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that's people who do that for a living. Yeah. Right. Um, a, a nurse working in a hospital. Now put that on somebody that's 65 years old that isn't used to wearing that and they're breathing yeah. that in every time. And I, I want to make this statement before we leave COVID because I, 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 I'm just COVID out. Anyone else COVID out? I just want to check out of COVID. Remember the virus is smaller than the holes in the mask, Yeah, which means no mask is going to keep you safe mm -hmm. from COVID. Yeah. It's going to go right in. And again, don't listen to me. Listen and watch these videos, watch, uh, read the documentation that we have posted from real medical people who have been doing it a whole long time. Yes. So don't listen to us. No. Just well. listen to the other side and get the other side um, so that you would be well informed. Okay. So we, we've got to pivot here because we're, we're way too long on these two segments, and I'm sure that it's your fault. So apparently there's some kind of like election coming up or something. And uh, so let's talk about voting yes. inside of the church, what our role is. And by the way, when this gets posted on our YouTube channel in the description below the video, we will have some links to wall builders and some other links that'll help you get some ideas about voting. Mm -hmm. We'll have that COVID video in there. We'll put the information to the Liberty Health Minute, the Freedom Health people from the uh, article we posted on YouTube. So always check right below here, right there in the description area, and there'll be some links for you. So Micah, why is there such a problem with Christians not voting? And I, I'm sorry, but this is, we're, we might get a little upset because this is a huge problem yes. in our day. So from, from what I know and from what I've heard, the reasons why Christians don't vote is because they don't want to get involved in politics. They think that Christians should not be involved in government. Government is something that unbelievers should be in. It's like a worldly thing. Yes, think, they right? think that it's this terrible, nasty, and horrendous thing. Now, in some instances, the government is a terrible, nasty, horrendous thing. But the reason wow. that it is that way is because there are no Christians in government. Well, at least very few right yes, now. There are, However, during the Trump campaign, or the Trump administration, we have more... Uh, Bible-believing um, Christians inside of the cabinet and other positions of government more than any other uh, presidential, um, well, any uh, other president. yeah, yeah, it, any other president's campaign or anything. There's just, there's believers everywhere. There's pastors involved with praying for mm -hmm. everything that's going on inside of the campaign. But the, the, the current administration it has more Christians than any other pre previous administration. Yeah. And I thought that was fascinating to know. In 2020, we have a, a greater amount of Christians in a, in a centralized uh, governmental role. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not Congress, and that's not the um, State Department. That, that those, those areas are what we're going to be talking about, which is vitally yeah. important about platforms. So, Micah, well, we're talking about a Christian wanting to vote or not vote or thinks they shouldn't vote. And then they look at a guy like Trump and they just, ah, I can't, the, the guy and the tweets and, but are we voting for him or are we voting for a platform? Yes. So okay. describe the platform. So the platform, um, as some of you know, the platform is what the party stands for. So President Trump is a conservative Republican. And so his platform uh, reflects that. So he believes, he does not believe in abortion. He does not believe in cens censoring gun rights. He believes that we should all have that freedom. He believes in religious freedoms, that they should not be um, amended or abridged in any regard. 
he does not want to fight unnecessary wars. He does not want to let China, the um, Communist Chinese Party, continue to dictate what the United States now does. Now you, you just said it. We just got banned from YouTube. <laughs> That's all right. He does. He does not want um, us to be reliant upon other countries. That's why we see that we produce more oil than any other country. We are now self-reliant, <laughs> I might add. Yes. Part of the reason of these peace deals in Israel is because we are self-reliant in oil. Yes. That's a big deal. Yes, because we no longer have to rely on um, Muslim and Arab countries. And so what oil. do those countries have to do now? They're like, uh, the biggest client that buy, uh, used to buy our oil now isn't buying our oil. Mm -hmm. Well, we better branch out and start making friends in areas and making contacts, hence this deal in the Middle East. Yeah. So but, uh, back, that, that's going to be a different back to yeah. the current topic of party platform. But you see all these. These are all the things that President Trump believes in. He does not want wars. He wants to continue to grow um, our economy and our country. He wants us. He wants Americans to have the religious um, constitutional freedoms that they are endowed to by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Okay, so that's Trump's platform. Yeah. What's Biden Harris platform? So they are um, their platform. Um, I know Joe Biden, unless he has corrected himself or issued a new statement, he said he would put troops in it in Syria again. So that is contrary to what he President would put Trump bo is doing. boots on the ground. Yes, in Syria. This is not um, maintaining bases like what we do under the Trump administration, where we just have our military bases like we have always had, but we are no longer starting conflicts or skirmishes. We're attempting just to be there to um, keep a lid on things. Yes, to keep a lid on things as we always have. Um, potential President Joe Biden, however, would want to reignite wars, which there's no reason to. He also believes in abortion, which... To speak on abortion really quick, if you are a Christian, there, there's, there should no longer be any question on who you should vote for. If one candidate does not support does not support abortion and the other candidate does, that's not a decision to make. You already know who you're voting for, because as a Christian, that should be the most important issue that there is. Religious freedoms come second, because killing babies and worshiping freely. I'm going to stop the killing of babies versus worshiping freely. That's the number one issue as a Christian. So there shouldn't be any more discussion on that, but we're going to continue so that you can see both sides. So he believes in abortion. He wants to start wars. He does not want the economy to be prospering as it does. He wants to stop the production or production of oil, which helps maintain um, self a self-sustaining United right. States. To, to roll back everything that we just did to become self-reliant yeah. from uh, truly some nations that would do us harm, mm -hmm. right? I mean, part of our issue with China has been we're so dependent upon them. And during COVID, I think that we learned, I'm hoping people learn this lesson Yes. Of you can't be dependent solely upon a nation mm -hmm. that makes everything for us yeah. from the the prescription drugs to the ventilators to to mass or, or whatever we needed to buy. We can't even produce our own stuff. Yeah. So I think that started to wise people up about, mm -hmm. hey, these were some good decisions that he made about opening up these oil fields or doing this and making us self-reliant. So now we have removed one aspect of kind of a conflict that we have been in for Geez, probably 50 years, yes. right? He's removed that from the table. Well, do you want to go back to just how it used to be? Uh, I, I'm hoping not. So when, when you're voting for somebody, you're looking at the platform that they are standing yes. on, right? The foundation. What is their foundation? Is their foundation of freedom? And I might add, um, demonstrating that over and over freedom and giving people the, the right and desire to be self-reliant. Yes. Or do you have a platform that wants to keep people um, dependent on the government? Yeah. And that's not the government's role. The government's role is not to take care of people. It is the church's role. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> we were talking about Johnson earlier. Yes. Johnson's whole thing in this war on poverty, by the way, that, that war apparently is still going on. We've dumped trillions of dollars into that war and it's still going on, right? This war on poverty. But it was to remove and kind of like what you see with BLM Incorporated yes. is their whole statement is to get rid of the nuclear family. Yeah. Right. And so we want to remove the father from the house so you can be dependent upon the government and get this check and we'll take care of you and you don't have to worry about it. Do you want that platform? You want that to continue? I mean, I, I, I don't really want to make this obvious statement, but all of the issues of rioting and protesting are all in blue cities, yeah. blue states, blue mayors. You've got a guy like Biden who's been in the government for 46 years and people are blaming the guy who just got in office on everything that has been going on. Well, Biden for 46 years, Nancy Pelosi for the same thing. All of these other people have been running the government for so long, mm -hmm. yet have never done anything really to help fix. Yes. So when you're voting, you're looking at two platforms. Mm -hmm. What, where do I want to go? And I think sometimes as believers, they don't want to get involved with that. They don't want to do this. But I'm, I'm telling you, aren't you happy that you can go to church freely? What well, we used to, right? Well, we're seeing one side of the aisle that if you give them the power, like in California, they will take it away and yes. they will fine you for it and eventually it's coming. They're going to start putting people yeah. in jail. So you go ahead. I'm going to read some of these. Yes. Um, and I did see a comment that I want to talk about from Renee. I think that'll be fun after we finish voting uh, very quickly, of course. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Supreme Court and why that's important right now. In just a second. I want to finish a little more on voting. So um, we are, we discussed the platforms and there's much more to the platforms. There's more, you know, uh, obviously hopeful president Joe Biden believes in staunch gun control. Uh, he, I'm not quite sure whether he believes in defunding the police because previously he has stated that he does. Yes, but his running mate does. Yes. So I'm not quite sure where he stands on that issue, but being that he is a running on the Democrat ticket, I would say that he believes in defunding the police. Um, I know uh, hopeful Vice President Kamala Harris has stated stated in an interview, um, regardless on how you feel about vaccines, she said that she would not take a vaccine if it was from Trump. Now, like Trump's yeah, out there in a laboratory. Yeah. Keep in it. mind, President Trump is not the one of the lead scientists, <laughs> doctors, chemists designing this vaccine. Now. Vaccines is a whole other topic, which we're not getting yes, into tonight. But that shows you the irresponsibility of the vice president, Kamal Harris. You know, but like, why would you there? try to undermine that? Yes, wouldn't you want a vaccine? Wouldn't that help negate the effects of COVID nineteen? But that's another. But topic. we're not going to get into yes. vaccines tonight. So when it comes down to Christians not voting, I don't. I really can't tell you why. So fifty three million Christians don't vote. So I want everyone to hear that number. 53 million Christians don't vote. What would happen if just half of those Christians voted? We wouldn't have the issues we have mm -hmm. during these elections. Yes. And I want to address a couple of things, too, because I get questions all the time. People are emailing me all the time. They're asking me, well, should we vote this time? Is it, a, I mean, isn't the world going down the tubes? And we were listening to something, by the way, please listen to Understanding the Times with Jan Markell. Uh, with Jan Markell. We listened to two of them today, which were really good. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people think, well, it's the end times, which I'm not disagreeing. And they kind of think, well, you know, it's wrapping up anyway. So what, why, why should, what, why it? even get into it if it's going to go over? But Jesus said, you watch, but you occupy until I come, which yes. means, <laughs> listen, we're up here in an undisclosed location cutting grass because we're occupying until he comes. Yes. And we're planning on pouring concrete in the undisclosed location of the barn and the, and the cabins. We're, we're all doing that. Even 
if Christ comes next week. Do you know how much that would stink? Just think about it. You know, like I've been up here my entire summer cutting grass and Christ is like, all right, <laughs> just come back next time. I don't think it would stink. I think at that point yeah. you wouldn't know it. I, w- I, wouldn't, the- I wouldn't care. So, you know, I'd be in heaven. But Christians, for numerous reasons, don't want to get into politics. And for the majority, the issue is not voting. Right. As Pastor Ron said, 53 million Christians not vote. If they voted, landslide victories. Yeah. We'd have we red would, states. Every have, state would we be We wouldn't red. have these, uh, out of these issues. So people are asking me, well, so then should I vote? Should I not vote? It doesn't really matter. Should we just let you know, the leftists and Marxists take over? And I really want to say this as lovingly as I possibly can. We have an incredible amount of freedom Yes. In this nation. And you really want to give that away Mm -hmm. and not allow us to be the body of Christ, to meet when we want to meet, to sing when we want to sing, to baptize when we want to baptize and to take the Lord's Supper. All of this they are going to take away because they've done it in the past. They're doing it. They've done it in China. They did it in Russia. They did it in Germany. And they forced the pastors to abide by what they said was right. And the pastors, for the most part, aside from a few in Germany, went along with it. And they watched and heard the train cars go by their churches filled with Jews going to the concentration camps. And I, 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 I appeal to you. Where is your line? Pastor, church, congregant. What is the line are you going to stand for? When is enough enough? And you're going to say, I have rights in this nation given to me by God Mm -hmm. for a purpose and a reason so that we would be the light in this world, this darkness, that the United States would continue to be that. So I say to everybody who doesn't know what they should not voting is voting. Yes. And I think it's wrong. And I think it's irresponsible for you as a believer that what God has given us in this great nation, these founding fathers who were. Uh, For those of you who don't know, um, a good majority of the founding fathers were Christian. A few of them were pastors even. How could that be? Shouldn't, aren't Christians not not supposed to be in government? No. But keep in mind, was and it, by the way, they weren't perfect. No, they were not. Wasn't it Benjamin Franklin? Who was Benjamin the, Franklin was kind of the least the of the least guys. Godly out of the bunch. Yet he acknowledged God and His power as a deist. He and a deist believes that there is a God. He just didn't have the personal relationship. So Benjamin Franklin, the least, the least godly man out of the bunch, still believed and acknowledged a God. Like I said, pastors signed the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. They were part of the first um, Congress. Okay. So here's the problem in the church oftentimes. We don't know our own history. No. So we don't know the heritage we have. We don't know what God has blessed us with in this nation because we don't know the history of Germany. We don't know the history of uh, communist Russia or communist China, be it North Korea or Vietnam or you, you pick whatever regime mm-hmm. came before. Yes. Pol Pot, the killing fields, all that. We don't know our history. It's not taught in the government schools. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we don't know this great opportunity as a believer and the, uh, the amazing gift that we've been given to live in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak a little more on voting. Um, really quick, and then we'll address address the issue of the Supreme Court vacancy. But as believers, we do need to vote. As a citizen of the United States, it is your responsibility. It is your duty to vote. If you do not vote, you are making a choice, and that still counts as voting. Now, as we have just given you the party platforms, I think it should be quite obvious who stands for Christianity and who does not stand. I don't care or life just life like i said abortion is the number one issue if he supports abortion you shouldn't shouldn't you shouldn't even consider him but you are not voting for pastor-in-chief okay let's keep let's keep this in mind here (laughs) president 
Donald Trump is not perfect. Why? Because we're all sinners. I don't know why you act like his past is so horrendous when if I were to dig up some of your skeletons, you would be just as bad, if not worse in some cases. Think how people in the church are judging this man. Mm -hmm. And again, let's, how about let's take some telephone poles out of our own eye before we look at the speck and at somebody else's eye. Just because you don't like the way he tweets or goes, I, I will tell you, I love it. Can I tell you why? Because it goes around the media and not everything is perfect. And because he's not, but he gets the message out to the common people who goes around the media, who will never tell what his, um, uh, what the good things that he's done in this nation. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other day with the peace treaty, they called it a distraction. Can the peace is now a distraction. It's not a distraction. He just did something that hasn't been done in over 26 years as a U.S. president to broker some kind of peace. Now, we may get into this next time at our uh, roundtable chat is how this fits in with current prophecy prophecy. and how that's Ezekiel 38 and 39. And that's wonderful. We're going to get into that. But I want you to know, please don't think because you think Jesus is coming soon, which he may but that doesn't mean that we don't still occupy until he comes. We live life to the fullest. We proclaim Christ. <laughs> we love our neighbor. We do what God has always called us to do for 2,000 yeah. years. But we vote mm-hmm. because he has given us in this U.S. of A the privilege to do that. Yes. Now, when we've talked about platform, I, I think one of the top things um, about a political party's platform is who they would nominate for Supreme Court. Um, before I let you go, you, <laughs> Where have, am I you are doing you are doing a wonderful job. No, I'm so proud of you. But I do. There are some things that I need to get out very quickly or just I'll, I'll sit back. Yes. I would, thank you. So. There's there's always the argument from Christians. Well, I'm just so tired of voting for the lesser evil. Yes, is is I'm sorry. Is Jesus Christ running for president? Whoa. I don't think so. Don't get so excited. Okay, unless Jesus Christ is running for president, it is always going to be one of the lesser evils. It just depends who is more godly and who who is the Christian here. Because if I were to run for president, I would be one of the lesser evils. Because guess what? I'm still a sinner. Everybody is. Stop using that argument. It's nonsense. Also, on the issue of voting, if they send you a mail-in ballot, do not use it. That is how we – okay, as an American citizen, do not use mail-in ballots. If you have to, get an absentee ballot. Do not use a mail-in ballot because that is how they will use fraud. They will take that to the courts, and they will make it so that the you, the American people, will no longer have the say in the election. By the way – Somebody the the other day told me they got two ballots already. Yes. And so uh, if you think that like mail-in, I, I believe in absentee yes. ballot because that's different. Has different guidelines. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to like have wide open uh, mail-in yeah. ballots of people. It is right for fraud. But I, I don't want to go get into yes. to, just to that topic right use, now. Use, if you need to, request an absentee ballot, fill it out and deliver it but please vote in person that is how because i can tell you this race even though i i hundred percent believe that president donald trump will be reelected, there's no way that he couldn't be but oh, oh there is well, yes but in the polls he cannot lose the american people have decided to side with him and rightfully so Outside of the polls, that is the only thing that the left Democrat Party does not control. They control the media and the courts. They will use voter fraud, which is why are they they are sending out, you know, so that you can vote in by mail. Oh, by the way, that person who said they got two ballots, he said his dad, who has been dead for 10 years, also got a ballot. Yes. So the mail-in ballots are fraud. Do not use them. Request an absentee ballot. Please vote in person. Just show up. Yes. Just show up if you can. Show up and vote. That's just the best way. Um, And for those of you who are able, um, you can register to um, work at the polls. That's a great opportunity. Yes. And, you know, to ensure that voter fraud does not happen. So just keep an open mind. Let people 
no, not to use the mail-in ballots. Please register to vote. Yes, register to vote. Um, so let's finish our roundtable chat with, here in our undisclosed location. Yes. Um, I mean, it looks like we're in a dungeon or something. Yeah, it's just pitch black. It's very pitch black. And is there any deer out there tonight? No, I don't think so. So platforms are important. And so uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who served this nation well, and again, yes. I, I uh, because I... I like vehemently disagree with yes. almost everything that she stood for respected yes. uh, her and her role uh, that she did. Don't want to diminish it at all. No, but this is why. Um, and you know what? The left has been saying this for years. They say uh, election have consequences, except when we, we tend to take it. They don't like mm -hmm. that very often. Yes. Right. So, um, I'm not going to speak super extensively, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg served on the highest court of the land, and she should be respected and honored as such. Whether you agree or disagree with her, um, with her policies, as President Trump said when he first found out, she's an amazing woman who had an amazing life. She served her country diligently and faithfully, regardless of the policies that she pushed. Serving on the Supreme Court is not an easy job by any means. No. But a very great honor. Yes. So please... Do not say anything. Just no. Pray for her. Pray for her family. Pray for her family. She is where she chose to go right yes. now. And who knows? She may be in heaven. She may be in hell. We're not going to spe speculate on that. But just pray for her family, honor and respect her. Now, on to the issue of the Supreme Court vacancy. So I'm going to, because this will be an argument before I get into the oh, no. Twitter storm. It's That's too, too late for an argument. So the argument that people are using is that back in um, 2016, nine months before the election, that the Republican-controlled Senate would not allow President Trump to appoint a Supreme Court justice due to the vacancy left by, was it Justice Scalia? Yes, Scalia. I believe it was right. by Justice Scalia. Mm -hmm. So here's why that argument is invalid, because you have a Democrat um, controlled presidency and a Republican-controlled Senate. For it to go through for... For, for those of you who don't know how this um, process functions, the president submits, um, oh gosh, a what nomination. Is yes, a nomination to the Supreme Court. However, it has to be passed by a majority vote in the Senate. In the Senate. So President Obama, um, uh, former President uh, Barack Obama, did, did he, I'm unsure if he get, submitted a submission, but regardless, it would never have gone through because it was a Republican-controlled Senate, and they did not want a Democrat um, justice on the Supreme Court. So here's why that argument is invalid, that we shouldn't do it, be, that we shouldn't appoint a new justice because we didn't do it back then. Senate's Republican, presidency's Republican. No issue there. And once more, um, I believe it would be irresponsible to leave a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Not just for the fact that there's a vacancy on the highest court of the land, um, because right now there are four conservatives and four um, lefts. Now, if you count Roberts as a turn, as a flip. As a turncoat, <laughs> but I won't get into that. If you consider Pray for um, me. Chief um, John Roberts as a flip where he could be conservative or leftist, then you'd have a 5-3 or a 4-4. So that'd be very irresponsible to do. Now, take into consideration, um, okay, thank you. Uh, one of the comments said, Obama did make a nomination to the Supreme Court, but it didn't go through, obviously, because of the Republican-controlled Senate. So here's why it would be irresponsible to leave a vacancy on the Supreme Court. So previously in voting, we mentioned that President Trump cannot lose in the polls. He cannot. The Democrats cannot beat him by numbers or the Electoral College vote. It's just not going to happen. However, where can they beat him? They could beat him in the courts. So what they could do is they could declare voter fraud. And so like it has been, take Gore versus Bush. It the hanging chads, people. So Gore versus Bush, the presidential race of 2000, was so close that they took it to the Supreme Court, where it was a 5-4 decision, and President George H.W. Bush was elected as president. So... Let's say voter fraud is declared, because I believe it or will George be. George W. Bush. George yes. Walker. George W. Bush. Thank you. So I believe voter fraud will be declared because the Democrats cannot imagine losing to Trump, but they will. So they will declare voter fraud, and so it'll have to go to the highest court in the land, which is the Supreme Court. Because guess what? No other court is going to want to rule on that. You want to know why? 
because it can be appealed and it'll be taken up to a higher court. It's just not reasonable for a judge to rule on something that is that monumentous. So it'll go to the Supreme Court. Guess what? For conservatives, for Democrats, and left Robert and West Robert switch. Let's but let's face reality here. Roberts is never going to do that. Well, just think about that. That's a four-four tie. Now, now nothing gets done. Now we don't and have now a president. Now it pushes over into Congress. I think it's Congress's job to then um, decide decide the winner. So you've got a stalemate. So yeah, I think it is responsible for. Trump to put forth his nomination. Yes. And uh, we had a comment earlier about Roe v. Wade. And you know what? I, I think that uh, Trump is putting in people that are constitutionalist. And I think that's the most important thing. Yes. Is this judge going to view the con uh, view a law based on the Constitution, not like John Roberts, who said with Obamacare, that it's some new tax and just arbitrarily did whatever yes. he wanted to do. It wasn't based on the constitution yes. at all. It was a court making up law, yes. which they are not allowed to do. So I, I am excited to see what nominations. And I, I think I've seen a, a kind of a hint of two uh, female uh, nominations. And we're looking for somebody that's going to interpret the constitution Probably. that allows us to continue. Listen, what's going on in California and the fight with the churches has already been brought to the Supremes and the Supremes ruled against the churches. Mm -hmm. So this is so vitally important. So when someone says, I don't want to vote for this person or that, or I don't think it's important. It's important because this affects everything. Yes. And the president gets to nominate Supremes mm -hmm. and Supremes, which don't have the power they think they have. It's not in the yes. Constitution. But because it has become that, they are the ultimate authority. And now they're dictating to these churches who have brought valid lawsuits against their states for overreaching. So Supremes are important and voting is important. Mm -hmm. And we want you to be responsible to pray about it. Yeah. Don't listen to us. Look at the platforms, put them side by side and say, which do I want? Mm -hmm. Do I want pro-freedom, pro-religion, pro-life, pro-Israel, pro, pro, pro guns, or do I want the other side that will take all of that away from you and think nothing of it and put a secular progressivism in that they have been teaching government school kids for 30 years? Yes. You want to know why we have the problems we have on the streets today? Because the government schools have been teaching a secular humanistic view to these kids and they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you don't believe me, watch some of these videos online on watch, YouTube. Watch Prager U, Prager uh, Charlie, U, Kirk, Charlie Kirk, USA. and watch them go and interview these, these kids on college campuses yes. and you will be horrified by what they're being taught. Yes. Parents, listen, the government school system is teaching your kids all forms of ungodliness. It's not about education anymore. It's about indoctrination. So we need to be wise. We need to talk to our children about what they're what they're hearing inside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, um, elections have consequences. And sadly, the church has advocated their responsibility to the world, who do you want? The church's morality or do you want the world's morality? Yeah. Um, because Portland is show, showing me the world's morality is not showing godly morality. No. And when you allow people and you teach them that they're animals and they're mistakes, well, Eventually, they're going to act like Why that. would you be surprised when they act like an animal or that they are a mistake? Um, so to finish up the Supreme Court um, vacancy, some people may say, well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there have been reports. I don't know how accurate it is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg said to her granddaughter on her deathbed that she does not want a appointment in the Supreme Court until a new president is elected. We've already discussed that it would be irresponsible, but keep in mind a former Supreme Justice uh, court member does not determine what the president no. can and can't do. All right? No. It's the president 
And even Barack Obama said this back in, I believe, in 2016, that it is the, uh, he said it in a video, that it is the duty of the president to fulfill, to fill in a vacancy on the Supreme Court. It's the president's duty to. It'd be irresponsible to not do that. But um, real quick, Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority leader, who is a Republican and a conservative, you already have the left saying that they want to kill him. They want him to die. If he appoints somebody, they will come after him. That shows you the mentality of the left. Keep in mind, this was an hour after Ruth Bader Ginsburg had been reportedly died. They didn't let it sit for a weekend. There was no flags, half staff. All right, everybody, let's just calm down. Let's be respectful. Let's honor her. Now the flags are. Yeah. Traditional, you know, traditional politics. We're going to honor a person who served her country faithfully for the weekend. Just be quiet. Just shut up about it. They didn't do that. They brought in a firestorm of hate and wrath and fury. That shows you the mentality. So the vacancy needs to be filled. It would be irresponsible not to. Anything the left says it has really no ground. Ruth Bader Ginsburg does not determine what the president can and can do. The Senate is Republican. The presidency is Republican. There is no issue there. The vacancy should be filled because, as I said, voter fraud will be declared and it will go to the Supreme Court. So leaving it a 4-4 decision would just create even more problems. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to end because people are dropping off like flies because we're going so long. Yes. But, but uh, just so you know, you're going to hear this. That, oh, no, it takes 60 days for somebody to be confirmed. We need all this time to vet. Justice Breyer, who is on right now, was confirmed in like 18 days. So don't let people, don't hear what the media is about to bombard everybody this week. It will be so, I don't even want to watch the news this week. It's just going to be a bombardment. Then you're going to have people who should be standing behind the president they won't. Mm-hmm. They'll have no backbone and they'll back out because they have such a hatred for this man uh, that they're willing to throw the entire country under the bus, mm-hmm. which I just need to yeah. we just need to pray for them. So to end, um, please vote. Please vote in person if you cannot use an absentee vote. Obviously, um, you know, if somebody asks you about the Supreme Court, just say it, it would be irresponsible to leave it unfilled. Give them what we've explained to you today. Um, also, the election is coming up, as you know. Whatever you can do, please do. Please. Um, and volunteer to help. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a lady today that ha- works for one of the local um, representatives, and they're always looking for help. Like, yeah. like I said, they're looking for people in the polling. They're looking to put signs out. Just, There's all kinds of things yeah. you can do to help out, uh, uh, you know, to further a godly agenda or the best that we can get to a godly agenda. How about that? Yeah. And um, to top it off real quick, deal with micro tyranny. What that just means is people who seem who want just to have this iron fisted rule and just declare something that isn't constitutional. Just confront it, you know, whether it's masks or Supreme Court, just go, that's not constitutional. Just explain that to them. Mm-hmm. Because once you just once people start doing that, the left no longer has power. Because once the people decide this is wrong, we're not gonna stand for it, they have no power over you anymore. So don't stand for micro tyrannies, vote in person. Um, but most importantly, please do represent Christ. Don't yeah. Don't tear down Joe Biden's signs, please. That's I believe it's a felony. And um, and, and I, I think I would go further than that. I wouldn't even speak evil of Joe yeah. Biden or Harris. All you have to do is mention their platform. You don't yeah. have to put them down. You don't have to say anything negative about them, which I don't think we have. No. Uh, all you have to do is give the platform. That's what people don't know. They don't know their platform. And so they're voting for somebody because they've always voted for them or because that's what their culture tells them to do. Vote on the platform and what the platform stands for. And I will tell you, it's very easy. One stands for life and freedom and the other does not. The other wants you to continue to stay on the plantation and to continue to be uh, to have government fund you rather than you 
fund yourself. Yeah. So I think it's a very easy choice. Uh, thank you again for watching us tonight. Uh, we apologize. We went over our hour last time. We were at some 50 some. Oh, that's all right. Minutes. Pastor Rob would I know, but I, I'm not trying idea. to beat Rob. I'm just trying to give some information <laughs> yes. in our undisclosed location. Which is Listen, pretty disclosable now. Right underneath our video in the description we'll um, about Wednesday, we're going to have some um, information for you mm -hmm. and some links. So please... Uh, continue to watch these when they come up, subscribe to us, click the bell, and then you'll know when the notifications come in. Yes. So you'll know when we go live, please share this video. And there's a lot of good websites and news for you. I, I, I want to plug one good one uh, lately, Brandon Tatum, who's been on with Pastor Rob and he's yes. on Turning Point and um, he's uh, just a wonderful, he's like 34 young conservative guy. His website is Tatum Report. Uh, I think it's .com, yes. but just Google Tatum Report. And it is way better than Drudge or anything else out there right now. Even Fox News is waning and we're seeing they can't even mention George Soros. Yeah. That we just got banned right there. Yeah. So um, uh, there is other news outlets out there and we're going to put some of those under here so you can be better well informed awesome. as well as wall builders. Yes. Get people to go to wall builders and watch their videos of the history of voting and why it's important yeah. to vote. So please register to vote, vote in person. Like I said, represent Christ, do all things in love as we are called to do. Also, please pray for Tucker Carlson from the immense amount of pain he is suffering from carrying Fox News on his back. All right. <laughs> wow. It, it's, I can't on. believe he said that. It's true. Have you seen this program? It's just great. We're trying not to be controversial. It's just, is it controversial if it's right. true? Share this video. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. We'll continue to do more of these. Hopefully one a week. Uh, I don't know if we'll do two a week. That will depend on what Pastor wow. Ron. Two a week? And it would depend on what Pastor Ron would be willing. Thanks to for watching. The Lord bless you. Jesus is coming. Get, get right or get left.